0: janulam bi taru
1: This is Neil Amani, you're listening to Tremors from the Heart. Today I have a special guest, Tony Champ from Skintastic Tattoos. And you can find him on Instagram at drawblood. Um, I met Tony doing my friend's tattoo, he's doing an Ananta Sage tattoo. And I came and I uh, chanted mantras for it and we had a really, really fucking awesome conversation. it was, it was really really eye-opening and uh, I just want to say thank you for doing this and welcome awesome. to my podcast my yeah, humble growing little podcast <laughs> cool um, hi hello yeah um, where do you want to start? You ask the questions I asked the questions okay tell me something about yourself like let me give me a little bit of your background um, let everybody know kind of what what you're about and where you're from and the
2: background that's uh that's that's several podcasts in one yeah. several podcasts for just the background huh? yeah, yeah yeah. background is an aspiring young lad who from an earl, the earliest age felt a spiritual blessing actually not acknowledged it as such mm. which blew me i used to be blown away i could even acknowledge that okay this is happening mm. but i had memories from the earliest age of, of being things, mm-hmm. so say three years old, four years old of, mm. of painting, sculpture, um, uh, uh, stuff mm-hmm. in history that is. Yeah, and no one showed me, no one talked to me about it, no one said a thing. Wow, and I was I was amazed. I felt this, mm-hmm. and and having said that, there was a vision of future things which I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Why is this? What is this image in front of me? Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Mm. But it wasn't a dream, and it wasn't, wasn't uh, I certainly knew it wasn't me making stuff up. Right. Because I've never been that kind of person. Mm-hmm. I've always been a realist. And, and as I go through this, I've always been a realist. Okay, to gauge, to study, to test, to make sure. Mm-hmm. Because when stuff happens, uh, people do get confused. People also can have emotional problems or things have gone through which, in fact, uh, can, can twist their, their vision. Right. Or the vision can be just them. Right, hiding from pain. Right, and that's an important part too of the process. So I was aware, Mm -hmm. just simply aware. And uh, uh, with the artistic side, Mm -hmm. my father was an artist. Uh, In mum's side, there are musicians and actors and artists. That's all right. We're we're in the tattoo shop, so there's going to be
1: background voices and stuff. Vibing in the background. People are vibing here, so that's so very
2: very right from the start. From two, this, and this is not making stuff up from two. I remember dad doing me a drawing smart. Okay, so mm-hmm. I started, I stood there, and looked at these drawings, and I copied them uh, accurately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looked up at dad, and thought, Man, I'm gonna do this. So I was lucky to be in a family where they had music and books, mm-hmm. and the music uh, was an influence as well. With the books, it was history of art, history of the world, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. At, a, say at the age of four or five, geopolitics was interesting because you had this concept of, of rule on the planet. Mm-hmm. So these things were interesting. Anyway, I'm just yeah, plotting yeah, out yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. as a child what you're exposed to and what yeah, caught yeah. your eye and attention. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So I'm, I'm drawing, I'm painting, uh-huh. uh, reading these history books, the whole Shailen martial art concept uh-huh. evolved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and memories of that. That was another memory from past was, mm. was martial arts. So, and the whole idea of studying martial arts was for a, a spiritual right. uh, foundation. Yeah. Uh, and all these things I didn't really understand, but I just felt it, so I went with it. So during my primary school years, these formulated into, into procedures like study, training, methodology. Uh, as a child, I was really aware of why we train, uh, how we train, how we simulate information. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was always the uh, testing shit, mm-hmm. excuse me, swearing. No, it's okay. So I was, I was never a, a mindless believer. So very early on, I, I had these spiritual experiences, which I, I found later on, uh, not too many around me experience. I thought we all just had sight, insight, mm-hmm. hindsight, foresight, mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And as I grew up, I realized that wasn't the case. But I, I remember uh, uh, Christ-like experiences, for instance. What was that again? Christ-like, Christlike okay. yeah. So, so uh, massively strong presence. Mm. Uh, uh, visitation as mm-hmm. well. So it might sound crazy, but these are things that are going on.
1: And again, is. Did you ever think you were crazy? Did you, at a certain uh, point, did you start thinking, "Oh, or, or,
2: no, no"? I was like, uh, if, and if you forgive my French, my swearing is, it was always, "You gotta be fucking kidding." Uh-huh. wow this is happening yeah. and, and I was really aware of a happening with me in it mm-hmm. and okay who does this happen to mm-hmm. so as I grew up into my teens mm-hmm. and went forward it was like okay who's happening mm-hmm. well, or who, who's doing this mm-hmm. so I would study history I would study uh, personalities the first things I studied when this I became very aware of this was, was miracles and uh, Basically, divine entities entering Mm -hmm. into this realm and creating Mm -hmm. a change, which ends up becoming a a controlled religion, that Mm -hmm, kind of thing. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Were your parents religious or something? No, and and then this is an atheistic family. Oh, So there was no God. (laughs) Okay. Which also gave me the foundation to be realistic about. Right. There was no airy fairy, Mm -hmm. uh, anything in the family at all. Okay. Nothing like that. So here I am, this weird kid. uh, I got called freak. By my uh, my sister has told me in recent years that's what I was called because I was just different, odd. Mm. What I drew, what I painted. I remember Mum and Dad even being concerned about where I was at. Right. But when it when it started to sell and make money and become successful, it had a dollar value. Therefore, it's cool. Right. And I was, where did you actually grow up? Uh, I was born in uh, England, uh-huh. Croydon, Surrey, uh-huh. in 1963. Uh-huh. I'm 55 now. Uh, we came out to Australia as 10 pound palms in '65. And it just went on from there. I hmm. remember 18 months, uh, years, old, 18 months old landing at Brisbane Airport. Okay. Okay, and it was uh, from there on just stuff. And you guys settled in this area? Is that where you guys? No, uh, we originally Winnem and then Mount Isa for, for seven, eight, nine years or okay. like seven years. Uh, so my primary school period was mainly up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mount Isa was an excellent area, desolate of course, and outback where we could roam, run, mm. and, and play really. Yeah, it was exciting. The line between adventurous and criminal was kind of blurry sometimes, <laughs> as it always is yeah, in yeah, the country. But it was there. But it, yeah, it was amazing. Uh, Mum and dad did uh, uh, screw up in a relationship, mm-hmm. and I won't go into too many details there. Mm-hmm. But it, it went at eight years old. They, they, when I was like, they, uh, you know, the wrong things were happening. Mm-hmm. Now, as a child, uh, you get kids growing up with problems through that mm-hmm. and there are problems in the family but my own personal view was I, I went introspective to study mm-hmm. so I, at that time I viewed Bruce Lee, mm-hmm. Michelangelo, uh, Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. uh, as my uh, earthly parent and guide to where I'd study now when you study Michelangelo it's not just about him, it's about his history and uh, right. Hendrix is the same so you've got blues, jazz, right. all these things uh, Bruce Lee was... Really, Bruce Lee was the cutting edge in his Jeet Kune concept yep. was to peel away the, the bullshit. It's the beginning of MMA. Yeah, exactly. That. Peeling away all the bullshit and looking at something for what it is, mm-hmm. what you are. Mm-hmm. And these these are concepts I understood. Beyond the form. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and to peel away what what was his words? It was uh, your your original self. Mm. What is that? Right. So as a child with and, and the family, yes, going through problems, I was always training, always looking, mm-hmm. always... Uh, and when I say looking is is investing time into discovery, again, who on this planet is this? Is is uh, right? Is you know where these forms and lineages come from? Mm-hmm. Lineage was an important thing. Yeah. Okay. For me, no one taught me art. Dad might have been an artist, but I I still had like say Michelangelo and the Renaissance mm-hmm, masters. Mm-hmm, all these mm-hmm. is a lineage, and that's how I sat as a yeah. child. I sat as a student actually. It's drawing inspiration to from to, that lineage. Yes. And, and, and developing the mood, developing the technique of that particular niche links you Yeah, and, and to simplify this, yeah. I sat there consciously, uh, uh, I remember even in grade five, sitting there consciously, I'm a student, I've never done this before, and yet I feel like I've done it a million times. Right. But I would sit as a student, I'd be into what I was uh, mimicking, say so mm-hmm. if I was copying a Michelangelo or da Vinci. Mm-hmm. So, and because of this, just to cut a long story short, is I became good at portrait, uh, good at art, mm-hmm to the point where I entered into the publication industry, mm-hmm. won awards, became renowned. At what age did you really start professional art uh, history? 19. 19? Yeah, I was doing commissions from then on. Wow. On and off, I entered into uh, uh, advertising agencies here and there, I do uh, freelance for I hated, I I'd earned enough money to buy a martial amp, uh, guitars, play, I wanted to be a, uh, a musician. So, yeah. I, uh, and, and again, this is another, the other side, guitar. Mm. You know, and all this is uh, me not having a social life and just purely study, training and i was, that was me, if there's a word escape, it was me escaping productively. Mm. Consequently I became good at what I did, mm-hmm. uh, uh, started to uh, make a name for myself and uh, that's where a lot of the spiritual start, uh, stuff really starts is um, I had a vision as a child I was going to meet my first wife, I meet her, she had the same vision. Uh, my questions in life are about darkness mm-hmm. and so as I'm winning awards and making a name I meet this personality who's uh, very mentally ill, mm-hmm. uh, very abused and very dark and I get to see dark things for real and when I say for real it is, it is not just personal demons, I'm talking about stuff opening up Right. Okay? and just, just for the record I believe Can we get the music turned
1: on slightly Slightly. You can edit it slight. Huh? No, it's fine. I'll keep it in. But just it, it just might drown us out a little bit. Even just slightly.
2: Personality, your first wife, Spacey, yes, yeah. and she had, uh, uh, and here's me still the same person studying, and uh, uh, the word they use nowadays is lit, and I felt lit mm-hmm. in life. I was just really thankful, mm-hmm. blown away uh, with what was going on around me, and yet uh, 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 simple, uh, like I say, in winning awards for my art, mm-hmm. it was uh, thankful for it, but I don't, I didn't think any kind of uh, uh, worldly success necessarily mm-hmm. for me is all internal, mm-hmm. and even to be aware of that was was um, an interesting feeling. So I meet this person whom I got shown I was going to meet mm-hmm. with questions questions about dark things, and she had five personalities. She suffered from DID, and there was some, uh, also practiced uh, witchcraft and various things, mm-hmm. and an Crowley kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I enter into this world. Which was also about <laughs> about drugs, and, and you know, I was playing in, in rock bands, and it was all that all that stuff. And right. thinking in my chivalry, in my chivalry, that I could help save this person, right? Right. And thinking I could drag her out of her world, hmm. and yet I had to step into her world. Thinking I could I could stand there and, it. and, and yeah. not be affected but by I, it. But and I, I, yes, but I went in and got destroyed, big time. Wow. Yeah, that's spiritual destruction, you name it, everything. Well, I got to see for real spheres of influence outside of this realm. Right. And and, and again, it's like you've got to be fucking kidding moments mm-hmm. where things were happening. Mm-hmm. And and my son's now 29. He can tell you some pretty amazing stuff that he went through with that, mm. with things in the house, doing stuff. This is the, your son from her? Yes, okay. indeed. Yes, indeed. Wow. Bo, yeah, he's, he's an amazing kid. Uh, uh, so we were going through this, and... Again, getting destroyed by this personality, Mm. and I have to say, she ended up hanging herself. So, so it's that kind of thing. That's why some people just go in that direction, and no matter what you do to try and pull them out of it, they just yeah, that's heavy. It is, it is. Um, But because of the experiences I I have previously had as a child growing up, and I took them for granted because it was just happening, so I didn't even think. Mm. In meeting her. I got to see the other side. If there's that side. There must be good mm-hmm. for real. And mm-hmm. I took and I and I, I I'd, I'd see like personalities and history, things that influenced me. was like and it was Christ, but not the church. It was Saint Anthony, mm-hmm. the mystical side mm-hmm. influenced me a lot. Mm-hmm. The um, Gnostic side, yeah, uh, uh, to a degree, because mm-hmm. that's also muddy. all, uh, right. all, all parts get very really muddy Yeah. So well, it's coded language. So if you take it at face value, yeah, yeah you, you can think take I, it, I can go but I understand, <laughs> I understand the writing. I understand the writing is totally. Valid. Yeah. And uh, really, it's, 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 it's uh, and again, this is talking from a monastic point of view. Mm-hmm. So it was like I was entering into, because I was influenced by St. Anthony, for instance, I was entering into uh, fighting demons, I suppose. And if you okay. read his autobiography by Athanasius, mm-hmm. it, that's what he did, man. It's just full-on fighting demons. It's massive stuff. And my life sort of went in that direction. But in, in so doing is I studied uh, everything about it all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you might have your, you know, like Krishna, for instance, you mm-hmm. might have Christianity, you might have uh, you know, Buddhism, mm-hmm. you've got uh, Russell christianism mm-hmm. you've got the Masons, you have all these things, mm-hmm. all these different offshoots, and uh, in, in, oh, let's just talk about Christianity alone, how many offshoots? You've got, you have, have a parent called Orthodox, friend. you have its, its bastard spouse called Catholicism, and you have its bastard child called the Protestant Reformation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the offsprings from that, mm. and no offence to it, but it's, it's a bloody history, mm. a manipulative history, but there are good people involved. right? And I found uh, 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 interesting, but I kept a distance. And uh, quite by itself, after relationships uh, ended with, with Stacey, is I meet Anna, my wife now, who mm-hmm. i have been with 23, 24 wow. years now. Wow and how we met is a, again another podcast in itself really it's just mm. huge how we came about and we're both shy people non-promiscuous we don't do anything like that at all and and we, we ended up as two souls together It was like God's chess game mm. that's what it feels like all these pieces moved until bang it was us two mm. so I've been with her uh, now for a long time uh, and what happened there was as I all, I went on. her family lives on a farm 120 acres so which I've I've come into, mm-hmm. and uh, she, she had had, a uh, side story, she had had her mother get killed in India uh, a year before, uh, she was visiting a guru in Punjab and she was meditating by herself, single white female by herself in a, in a forest, and she got uh, chips in the back of the neck, and, and, and that happened. So when I came down to live, live there, the cottage her mother had built was just full of material hooks everything and from there uh I, and again without saying too full-on is i had been shown i was going to be here right with with Anna, okay? right another one i was really powerful. were you getting like mad deja vus and well stuff, deja vu is another thing dirty. a deja vu was like oh i have the feeling i've been here this is me walking around to the cottage with her and i know the very time the vision happened right shown i'm getting oh. chills now talking about it yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay and i'm like i'm like uh, excuse my French, I'm like, holy fuck, I am meant to be here, holy yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah, holy yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. again, you've got to be kidding, yeah. so it's not like, oh my god, worship, worship, it's like, you've got to be kidding, man, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is happening, mm. and again, the, the pinch test for me is that, mm. it's like, not just be- I don't just believe anything, mm-hmm. it's either real, basically in life, it's either real, or it's not. It either exists or it doesn't. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. and it's studyable. Mm. So I walk into the cottage, and I'm, my jaw drops, I can't believe, and, and I'm talking about lit, the meditations were lit. I was—I uh, don't know if the, the people know about Kriya Yoga, but I, I was doing Kriya Yoga spontaneously mm. already. I didn't know what it was; it was mm. just up and down the spine. Mm-hmm. So I walk into the cottage, and there's just all this material, and some of the material was uh, Yogananda's auto, autobiography, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. famous. Mm-hmm. Also, it had every lesson sheet from from the uh, um, Self Realization Fellowship in a book, yep. which they give out. Uh, it had Kriya Nanda's autobiography, mm-hmm. and these were just some of many different types of books, mm-hmm. many different types of books. Uh, and as I'm reading through this, I'm meditating. It was a really small cottage. I'd sit on the floorboards and meditate. And it was just lit, absolutely lit. I couldn't believe what I was going through. Uh, but I felt like uh, I'm a traditional person in a sense. You know, formal formal uh, initiation, as in coming into a fold properly, mm-hmm. officially. Uh, so uh, so you, you don't think you're a leader or you th- you take it uh to the point where you think you have the truth, no one else does. For right. I me, mean, it's, it's, it's to be validated and, and also it's uh, an oversight. You know, there there's already people doing it. Mm. So I've come into this, and I'm doing these meditations, very powerful, very powerful meditations. And I will say this, and I don't have a problem who will not believe in me, but here I am meditating, and I've got the Hiri excuse my bad, Sanskrit. That was good. I have Sri Yukteswar. Mm-hmm. I have Yogananda. Mm. Uh, I have uh, uh, Christ, okay? Now, wow. I'm just gonna say linguistically, Christ and Krishna are coming from the same root, root word. Mm. Okay, and, and just as a side rule thing is, if you have a, a divine being manifesting in this realm, uh, and it, feel, it's, it appears as that that's happened throughout history, mm-hmm. to teach, well, for me, it's all one and the same. Mm. It's all part of the same thing. Right. It's just that uh, it's easy to sit back now and look at the differences in in, in structure, but say so between a sermon, the, the mountain, the Gita, or the revelations in the Gita, actually, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same story. It's just mm-hmm. not translated as such. Anyway, that's another thing.
1: So here I am. Well, in our tradition, how we see things is we see things, um, there's, there's truth or principle. Yes. And then there's rasa or mood. Yes. And so, uh, at the at the basic idea on truth is, is that there is this non-dual principle, right? Sachidananda, you know this non-dual principle. Um, but in terms of rasa, there's variations to how that's expressing itself. Um, from the from the so you have to look at it, Arjuna and Krishna, right? Yep. So there's a relationship between those two. That is taking place, yes. and the individual, the individual is Arjuna, yes. and that non-dual principle, yes. that absolute, absolute reality, reality. Absolute. that's Krishna, absolute. right? Yep. And that he's, they're, they're in a relationship of friendship. Yep. They're in a very specific relationship, and yep. the, and so it's it's, and it's also taking place within a historical context. Yes. So it has a very particular depiction, illustration, and flavor, right? And what I will say is it's in really important to uh, acknowledge the difference between Arjuna and Krishna. Absolutely. And totally agree. if Arjuna went away from Krishna and explained the exact same truth uh, that Krishna gave him in that situation, then Arjuna doesn't become Krishna. He becomes like a conduit yes. for Krishna. So that becomes guru yes indeed the master the yes. teacher yep. so our our philosophy as um as uh followers of the path of vedas and the tantras is we there's specific uh, documented and recorded occurrences of the actual avatars of the dual principle yep. and then there are infinite masters who who descend to be conduits, to be gurus, to be masters. And we have been, it's been explained to us that since Christ said himself, I'm the son of God, he did not say I am God. And this is a really, really important thing to understand that although it's, at the end of so the day, the Father and I are one. And that's yes, true. that is a truth that we hold true. Yeah. But there's still a distinction that the, yeah, the Son is subservient to the when Father. You're, when you're dealing with, yeah. you're dealing
2: with the, the Trinitarian concept, yeah. which fucks a lot of people up, is if you, and I've often used quantum mechanics to define it, is mm-hmm. you're dealing with, with power. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with, I liken it to, uh, say, say, if I'm facing my wife and I'm sitting as far as I am from you, I look at her and I have love. Mm-hmm. Okay, the love for her. When I stand really close to her and kiss, mm-hmm. uh, that becomes a blurry image, yep. eyes closed, mm-hmm. and that love expands. Mm-hmm. When I hug, hold, say, nakedly, mm-hmm. become one that way, mm-hmm. there is a separation, a oneness yep. together. Yeah. And uh, and it's uh, mixed. Mm-hmm. Totally mixed. But even on They're a... Intertwined. Fl- exactly. Even on a finer metaphysical level where you're dealing with electromagnetics, mm-hmm. which, which is part of that, is it becomes... Uh, it, it's like the... Really, the, the analogy of be like rivers going into the ocean. Right. Where does the river stop and the ocean right. start? Right, or
1: where do the waves begin? Where exactly. Where do the waves end yeah. and the ocean begins yeah. a drop? And, yeah. and, and that's a really, that's a great analogy. Um, I fear that oftentimes people, when you're looking at a low resolution understanding of Godhead, right, you just see this blonde, this massive light. That's the lowest resolution possible. You just see a oneness, yep. a massive light yep. which is conscious. Yep. That's the lowest resolution. Yeah, absolutely. And then you dial it in more, then you start to see the diverse energies, the diverse interactions yep. within yep. that. And then you dial it even more, and eventually you're going to come to the point where you actually see the self-manifest, yes. individual, yeah. supreme, supreme personality. Yes. That carries the code of personhood. Yes. He is the blueprint for every aspect of being. Yeah. And without, see, people like to get rid of the person. This is a thing that people often do where in the oneness you lose, the you don't get to let go of the, people say we got to let go of
2: the ego, the identity. And this. you know the thing though, when you're in that oneness, that doesn't leave. No, it can't leave. But this yeah, is I part know. of it. I know, it I know, is I know. a part of but it. Also, in that infinite mass yes. that is God, it is still person. Exactly, and that's what you feel. You, yes, there is exactly. Still thought, there is still thought. Waves of feeling, mm-hmm. and it pushes and manifests. It mm. pushes. It's, 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 it's like love manifests from the heart and pushes it, It's expanding and contracting. It's a yeah, heartbeat. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, well said. Excellent. Yeah, that the the
1: the um, philosopher from Kashmir, Abhinav Gupta, he he um, he wrote extensively on a, a, a concept called Spanda which is sacred tremor or the um, the sacred pulsation of reality and you likened it to the heartbeat of reality and if you actually really were to pay attention to the present moment you'd tune in and realize that your body is constantly going yes. d- d-. that's happening for every single living organism Absolutely. And, the, and even even the planet has a throb even the the, the stars and the the you know, the whole thing is pulsating, pulsating. Yeah. And, and they say that the you know, at the smallest level, we have something like the, um, the, the heartbeat, like the little, what's it called? The, um, the, the cell that makes the heart pulse. What's that? The pacemaker. Yeah. That is just spontaneously causing the heart to beat. I was actually, I did a, um, a course in EKG technician. I, I was looking for something to do. I, w- I was in New York. I had been, a I'd been doing useless things and I was like, oh something to do so i went and did this like three week ekg uh-huh. technician awesome. course right yeah, yeah. and she was the lady was explaining the you know the biology of the heart the, yeah, yeah. the the functions and all these things and she got to this and i was looking at that like wait a second this is interesting and i asked her what is what's causing that and she says it has no cause it's spontaneous yes. and i was like oh that, well that's god in the heart right there and it's exactly where in the vedic satras yeah. They say in the left ventricle, in this specific place, that's where the Paramatma resides. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And I was like, it's that spontaneous flashing and, forth. And and, metaphys- and the word metaphysics means actually to search out the truth or the source of something. Mm. And in fact, that's quite right. So much like the spine itself, we have the, the Ida Pingala Shishuna, mm-hmm. and they have, there is residing personality within the nerve plexus Mm. and that's that's and again it's all living so it's highly highly super articulate architecture yes they're maps of being yeah the whole chakra system is a map of consciousness it's it's insanely articulate very
1: oh wow um okay we're still in your story we were We i still part of it man yeah. <laughs> this is exactly what was happening
2: this, this is exactly what was happening was so just, you were studying all this stuff you were in the cottage you were not doing Kriyas not, not, just, not, just, not just yeah yeah not just studying it was happening man and everything yeah. we've just discussed it was, it was exactly how I felt I remember going into that one that's the ultimate state mm. Samadhi everything, everyone talks Brahman yeah. everyone talks about like, mm. like, entering into <gasps> oh my fucking god it's real it's real it's real, it's real it's real it's real and that was true man it was like fuck you, it, man, wow. And, and hold, I remember coming out of that, literally holding onto the floorboards, like wow, and tapping the floorboards, going, this is real, this is real, this is everything I write about in history. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then calming down enough to try and enter back into, it, which becomes an ego thing because I've just experienced yeah. it. Oh my
0: God, oh my God, oh my God.
2: It's gone. And, and exactly. <laughs> and, and there's no way you can enter back into with that kind of mind state. Mm. And it's about just because it's exactly a letting go. Exactly, becoming mm. nothing again. How mm. do you do that? Oh my God, I just saw it. Yeah. How can I do that? Mm. So it was a process of going through the veil slowly. Mm. And and of course, you cannot do that without bhakti. This is something, right. like, this is something I learned with bhakti yoga. Mm. And, and just to go back quickly with raja yoga being the, the umbrella to all these other yogas, it, it, without bhakti, you have nothing at all. Mm. And so it, it, and the experience becomes very intellectual, although heart-based, it's intellectual as well. And it's like, okay, well, it's got to be devoted. Right. That's what i got to do. Surrender. When, when that happened, I went to phone the States I had just read Kriyananda, uh, mm-hmm. Donald Waters. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a disciple of Yogananda, mm-hmm. but Yogananda taught uh, what they call baby kriya. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kriyananda went to India and learnt the hardcore version of it, and uh, which are four moves you get initiated into, mm-hmm. it, and the other moves become happen when you're inside the spine. So uh, like thokka kriya, man, that's amazing. What's it called? Thokka. What is it? Uh, T h o k a r. Thokka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you? It's can you tapping. Disc- it's tapping inside the spine when you're inside the spine that happens so, when you're inside so, so you
1: kind of use your breath to to get so deeply
2: into shusha well you're, you're actually, no longer here you're, you're, you're actually you're in. actually electromagnetic and right what happens with the crew, It becomes an intellectual athleticism where you can do thousands of thokar, but you're just still sitting there doing fuck all really Really. you know what i mean yeah yeah so it becomes powerful amazing there's some amazing saints indian saints and mm-hmm. even western saints mm-hmm. and what i learned With this, just a sidetrack, is all these mysticisms in the world are based on the same thing, the spine, nothing else. Right. Just the spine. Kriya, of course, means to purify, purification. That's a a Sanskrit word. Then you have other words and other paths for it, but the same human sitting, and it goes off inside. Right. Where they direct that is where history has its different parts. Mm. Okay, much like you just said then, you have your ultimate oneness, but I might... I might be Eastern and you're Western, so mm-hmm. your way of getting that across is... Or you'll have a path where one is more intellectual, one is more devotional, mm-hmm. and then give it two generations, bang, they're killing each other over the truth. Anyway, so um, all this is happening spontaneously, and I realized, oh, a, 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 as a martial art background, you need proper initiation into your next level. Right. Having authority that, that gives it some presence, mm-hmm. uh, whereas you have a lot of people go off and do their own thing, and, and they can be naturally athletic, but they, they, mm. I think they lack... Well, another thing, my uh, my brothers, uh, my brother's
1: studying Jyotish, Vedic astrology, through a lineage in from uh, Jagannathpuri. very very famous lineage. You know, they, their family line were the astrologers for the kings of Nepal and, and and Orissa, and very very like deep deep knowledge. And they said basically, look, if you realize something and you get some knowledge and you teach it on your own, you're responsible. For whatever happens, yes, that's on you. Yes, but if you stick to the lineage, and you just teach the lineage, the whole lineage will help you. And I've done both. The whole
2: lineage will take responsibility. Well, I've done both, and this is something that happened when I was in my twenties. Again, digressing, is I had uh, learned martial arts enough to teach. Okay, so I ended up doing the Bruce Lee thing where. I was teaching customs officers and schools, and I was at the YMCA in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And let's give it a name. Mm-hmm. I call it martial training because mm-hmm. it's different, but mm-hmm. it's really just me doing my own version of what Lee was doing, Bruce mm-hmm. Lee was doing. And at 24, I realized, man, every young guy does this. And I realized I had watched a Hung Gar Kung Fu expert uh, who was in the same building at the time, and he would have been like my age now, watching the power that resonated from mm-hmm. this dude, mm-hmm. even though the forms to me were, were inefficient. But I realized the power made it efficient. And, and it was his, you know, like gone. gone okay? mm-hmm. What he did, I could see the air vibrate. Mm. And I realized, Tony, what do you know about teaching? So I I'd actually taught privately mm. to learn about me. Mm. So as I'm giving information, I'm learning about me. And again, it's that whole cycle I spoke about, about the nature of assimilation and how we take this on board. So by the time it came to the kriya, is you're dealing now something out of this world. It's not just mm-hmm. this. Okay, so what, what the hell am I doing? Mm. So here I am. This is part of the miracles that have happened in my life. Here I am living in Bulamble. Uh, I phoned the United States and I phoned Kriyananda's ashram. I speak to a lovely female there and I said, look, I realized I've got to get initiated. Where can I do this? Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes, oh, Kriyananda, he's in Kingscliff <laughs> doing, doing a lecture, no a seminar. No now, for those who don't know, where I live, and Kingscliff is 20 minutes away. Yeah. It's in fact, where my wife works in Kingscliff. Mm. And it's, again, you've got to be fucking kidding. Right. No way, man. And I, and again, everything was just lit. So this is on a, uh, must have been a Tuesday or a, a Wednesday, and he was there on a Thursday night. So I've gone on to the bowls club of all places where he's doing his talk. So you had a whole bunch of like Ramakrishna people there. You had all these different people, new age people there. And I was just sitting front row, like just totally on fire, like man, man, I can't believe this is happening! Wow. Mm-hmm. And uh, some nice response from his crew, and they were doing initiations uh, at mm-hmm. a wonderful retreat. Now the thing uh, in getting initiated, I'd had already had these spectacular experiences occurring, <laughs> and I'm sitting there waiting when I get my touch on the head, thinking, oh man, 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 you know, man, it's and it's nothing, nothing. nothing. Huh. <laughs> You know, i felt a little bit disappointed <laughs> i don't really tell people this bit because you know it was an actual official initiation we go for the official kriya moves yeah, yeah. like maha mudra which is like jet in the body uh we go for the moves and i get initiated it's like Phew. so i go i end up back home and i tear into with maha mudra it, it ignites the spine so for a brief explanation of the mudra. Okay, the mudra is you're locking the, the, the heel under the anus mm-hmm. and you're doing a three part move where you're bringing, you have a Hatha Yoga version, mm-hmm. but in the Kriya one it's, it's sitting on top of the heel mm-hmm. and you'll uh, go out, say, with the left foot for instance, or right foot first actually, mm-hmm. and you'll pull yourself forward and stretch, mm-hmm. but you're also holding your chin mm-hmm. to your body. So Jalanda. And you're breathing in and just holding. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a count there, and mm-hmm. you come back, left side, then center, so you're sitting with both legs in the middle. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is you're locking the energy inside the spine and it builds. So you're doing
1: chakra beta now. You're doing granti beta. Hmm. Brahma granti, Vishnu granti,
2: Shiva granti. Yeah. what you're doing, yes, indeed. And what you're doing here is is you're amplifying uh, uh, the spinal current. And mm-hmm. as humans, we use around 10, 15% maximum of our spinal current. Right. And, and we have on that electromagnetic spectrum the other percentage we don't use Mm. so we walk around with blinkers on when we open that up our blinkers come off and unfortunately for some it can be too overwhelming and and for me yes I went through a little bit of that like oh oh my god oh my god but then because of my discipline I brought it back in Mm -hmm. so what people have happened, they'll meditate or they'll have a guru come out from nowhere from India or wherever and they'll touch them on the head and they go off but the guru goes away Mm. Uh, there's no responsibility there Mm. this person is just on fire and it's problematic because it brings everything up that you are, mm-hmm. like everything. Mm. So the Maha Mudra does that. But here's Tony, me, you know, freak. I'll just do tons of this stuff. So I did heaps and heaps and heaps. So I ended up like 3 o'clock every morning. This was my life. I ended up, I, I, at, at this time I was teaching art. I started teaching art in 89. Mm. So I was teaching at an art school. I was getting up at 3 in the morning. I was doing 3 hours. Uh, then I'd do my martial art training, go to the art school, teach 3 classes. i get home at uh, 10 o'clock. And then Anna would get home work, you know, 11, 12, sleep, three o'clock for years, mm. years and years and years. Mm. And with the Maha Mudra itself, it was, uh, it was just literally fire. And now Anna, my wife, she's a healthy skeptic from a Catholic background, doesn't think or believe in anything particularly. Mm. And here she is, she can't sleep at night because I'm a, I'm a ferris wheel of light. I'm just uh, again, buzzing. i fire. Beaming. and It's, it's just, yep. not just normal beaming either. Yeah. This is like, this is Body like, temperature's up. This is like uh, someone's got spotlights in the room going off. It's just full on. It's just, everything's going off. So, and I can see why people lose it too because it's too much for the brain to handle. Mm-hmm. And what I would do when it got too full on, you'd be like going, you'd be astral projecting. You'd, it would be, I'd wake up in the morning and i couldn't even get my soul back into my bloody body. Mm. It'd be like a struggle. So what I'd do is I'd eat. I'd eat a, a big meal and it would bring everything back down. It would slow it you know, down. Or I'd get on the punching bag, just thrash, 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 I you know, like give myself some focus. Mm. So yogis
1: typically they drink
2: a lot of milk and eat a lot of almonds and ghee. yes yeah well proteins well, 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 protein, and protein. proteins yeah perhaps slow the body down mm. so that's what I would do and that was just uh, i don't know, intuitive I suppose uh, so here I am doing these techniques having not had an experience at my initiation and it went off again like a Christmas tree it was full on it was it was almost uncontrollable and. It was, it was I knew I was doing way more than I should so mm. when you first get initiated you're meant to like say do three rounds of one leg. right 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 and right, with right. the breath it's like 12 breaths of right, right, right. the kriya proper breath up and down the spine sitting you know? Yeah. and the yoni mudra you know a certain amount of that that kind of stuff yoni mudra as in shambhavi yeah, like closing yeah, the, yeah. exactly that Yeah. and, and for those uh, who are skeptical for those who uh, don't think this stuff is real totally understand and, and agree with them because if you haven't had experiences like that uh, why should you believe it
1: yeah, it's, I mean, it's sort of it's sort of one of those things like... Um, I remember the first time I ever did a psychedelic. Yeah. And you're just like, there's no way you can conceptualize this no. outside the framework no. of the experience. No.
2: And, and, and having said that, is psychedelics uh, is an accelerant. And what happens mm-hmm. with accelerants, it amplifies the spine. So you'll have experiences that are similar yep. to meditation. Mm-hmm. And And again, people take A trip and 30 minutes in, man, they're gone, they've lost it, Mm. they can't wait to get out of it. There's also eight hours left of them crawling up the walls. So, meditation can have a similar effect. Mm -hmm. I've met many who have lost it, and and consequently, as this came about, I've never considered myself a teacher per se, but it always went in that direction, right? Okay, so here I am, suddenly, uh, I was and literally, quite literally told, Okay, I'm going to initiate this person, and I'm like, Who am I to think I'm this? Mm. that I should be doing such a thing. But also, I had the, the lineage behind me. It was very powerful. Mm. Very powerful. So that started to happen. So here I am, blown away that it's happening, that I'm actually helping other people touch on the head. Mm. But there's a massive warning that comes with it. Mm. Okay, And this is in uh, in the Gita in Chapter 5 and 6, which concerns more the Kriya path, mm-hmm. as I've learned. Uh, it's a hard one to do, and few do it doesn't mean you're elitist it just means few do it and it's like it's like extreme sports you'll get someone who can do the biggest wave you can get someone like Tony Hawk who can do the biggest verticals right you get someone who can jump off a cliff with the wings wings mm. on and dive mm. you know it's gutsy stuff uh, spirituality is like that it's, it's an athletic yeah event that uh, you know it's hard, not easy. Mm. So I learned that through the Gita where, okay, that's where I was placed. So when I would go on to Kirtans, that'd be working off chapter 11, really, which is a very, and in fact, if you, if you would recite chapter 11 as a mantra or meditating, amazing things would happen. 11. Yeah. Or chapter 11, amazing, powerful. From Bhakti Yoga point of view, the most powerful thing you can do. Mm -hmm. And that's what I learned through the Kriya Masters. Mm. And when I say Kriya Masters, here's me meditating on the floor walls at home. And I've got them sitting around Mm -hmm. as I'm meditating. Know, pinch, 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 pinch. Oh my God. <laughs> Am I seeing this? Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> and, and, and I'm a meat and potatoes person, you know, symbolically. straight down the line, straightforward. Right. forward. Uh, and what I've learned over the years is uh, I had a choice of, of mastering the Kriya. Uh, but to do that, I'd have to sit in a cave and have someone bring me my porridge every day mm. because I couldn't function in the world. And what happens when the Kriya goes off, it's lit internally, but uh, the world goes plasticine becomes plasticine because you're not in that direction anymore. It's withdrawal. It's like, it's like, it's yeah, fully exactly, exactly. So the lights become dim in the world as mm-hmm. it becomes exciting the other way. Mm-hmm. And of course, here I am teaching people and helping people artistically. So, uh, and I'm talking here, I had a job as an art teacher co owning an art school. So it's not like I could just disappear. Right. And I made a choice is, is to, uh, more bhakti orientated, still minimalizing the career, mm-hmm. recognizing that there's somewhere we go. Mm-hmm. And getting on with life, mm-hmm. because many, uh, many so-called mystics, you know, and and this is the thing with this path too. Everyone, there's too many teachers. I said it this morning talking to another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's too many chefs in the kitchen now. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to teach. Everyone's got their thing. Everyone calls their name. Everyone's got a group, and you have every a, new. There's a new yoga every three days, and they caught something different because you know, goat yoga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You seen yeah oh no, I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> but then, you, then you've got like, what's that hot tub yoga, and mm-hmm. you know. Really silly stuff. lunch yoga. Well, it's people profiting off of. Well, what's well-being. happened now is spirituality has become a combination of corporate, new age, uh, uh, Middle Eastern Eastern teachings mm-hmm. uh, wrapped up in a motivational mm-hmm. Anthony Robbins. No offense to Anthony Robbins, but that's really what spirituality is. It's feel good about. spirituality is what they're trying to do. But off the off a very powerful intellect, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And now this world's heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. And that's the majority of the planet mm-hmm. now. And that's all we see. Mm-hmm. So. I learned this when I was uh, uh, teaching spiritually and counseling, that suddenly everyone had this voice coming back at me and I realized it was coming from from the internet. Right. Everyone's, everyone's got this mishmash of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. It's yeah. it's great. It's, and it's hard. It's hard for people to figure out what's what, what's authentic. And that's uh, one of the things that I really... Always know, test your teacher. Uh, test yeah. authority, question. Yeah. Always question. Question authority. Don't that was just, one
2: thing I learned from Tool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't just, just had that drilled yeah, into don't me. Don't just believe what people tell you. Yep. It's uh, uh, question it and find out what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And I've have, I have always had my students do that with me. Yep. When I was teaching martial arts, i teach you to flog my ass mm-hmm. to make me work. Mm-hmm. And when I teach art, is, is you show all the secrets and and some, uh, only a percentage will learn them all. Mm. But you give it out right mm. there and there. But also the warnings associated mm-hmm. to it and and the simplicity of it. And the thing is, with today's world, everyone's uh, halfway up the ladder, and they have enough schools, groups, yeah, uh, healing things, yeah. And well, also they attach to they attach to, um, you know, made up lineages, yes. oftentimes. In times, true, true. And the thing is with, with that is, uh, is the, again, no accountability. They they think they're a power or a god unto themselves. Well, and, yeah. and also uh, the the traps in. Spiritual power uh, more extensive than people realise, more subtle, and a, a class one is supposed like to counsel cha- uh, people who did um, um, channeling. Mm-hmm. Okay, now with a channelled entity, uh, uh, they, this entity would give them power mm-hmm. and insight and foresight. So mm-hmm. here they are channeling, always the same words, mm-hmm. channeling magazines, always the same shit. Mm-hmm. Always good stuff though. Always nice, wonderful, mm-hmm. nice stuff stuff. <laughs> And, and, and that resonates through the speaker and it does go out to the congregation. I've seen some real channelers do it, but what happens is that entity traps them in this cycle of power. And They're feeding each other. Exactly, but they don't go anywhere with it. Because mm. there'll be entities that are, that are attached to this world. And this is a whole ecosystem of stuff. That, again, several podcasts... A whole
1: with. ecosystem of subtle
2: beings, both yes, higher yeah. and lower. Exactly. That exactly. Totally so, so there are massive traps in spiritual experience. And one, the biggest trap... Uh, uh, and forgive my Sanskrit, Patanjali. Pat- Patanjali, yeah. Patanjali, right. yeah. Uh, he writes specifically when the, when those chakras go off, you have you have manifestation, you have clairaudience, clairvoyance, mm-hmm. you have all these things coming the on, that. which yeah. I've had happen, okay, mm-hmm. as a real thing. But straight away I saw the trap because it's exciting, mm-hmm. it's intoxicating, you become electromagnetic, and, and then suddenly you, people are drawn towards what you do. Mm-hmm. Right there is the trap. And this is something I'd, I like to say is people are spiritually lazy. They want to be touched on the head. They want to be helped. They want to do as little work as possible, mm-hmm. but master it. And, and Yeah, well, one of my things that I that I realized through
1: all my experiences was um, it's not, not going to come from somebody else. Nothing's going to come from somebody else because what you're trying to atta- uh, connect to at the end of the day is your own self. Yeah. And it's that self, well, is well, the only thing, and this is where a teacher, this is where a
2: teacher as a guide should be experienced to, to, to move with you, mm. not with authority, say, do as I do, right? Uh, because that's the addiction, mm. uh, and the best place to hide if you have problems is to be a teacher, because mm. you, yeah, so people give you this power, and you can hide from your own pain. Mm. Okay, these teachers still have to wipe their ass and brush their teeth in the morning, look in the mirror, mm. and I've seen many. Many when I was doing spiritual seminars twenty years ago, I'd have these groups come. Along. I never charged a cent. I'd have these groups come along of other teachers, and it was just massive amounts of ego, money, power. And, yeah, and, 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 and of course they've got the same kind of uh, people coming in, people like that. It's like the modern church system. Hmm.
1: Um, Big traps in that. What do you think about the mental health impacts of spiritual Huge. experiences, Huge. like different types of like kundalini psychosis Huge. and?
2: Well, well, it's 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 imp- and I've gone through where I've I've had so much power so instantly it it literally sends you sideways. Mm-hmm. For me though, I already had a background in martial arts and training, and I was able to bring myself back into line very quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas, let me give an example: when I was initiating into Korea, which I was still blown away I was doing and very responsible, I might add, because mm-hmm. you know, it's a huge thing. Uh, I had two students in particular, uh, uh, both very arrogant. Uh, very intellectual, very smart, and amazingly gifted at the career straight mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't let go of their thought processes the way they thought. And I get, you know, you send out the warnings, you've got to make sure. And one now has been diagnosed schizophrenic, mm-hmm. and one, I don't even know what he's diagnosed as. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: He's lost the plot totally. Uh, and that's because there's too much power too soon, and the brain, the nervous system is trying to deal with this electric current that's suddenly being forced through it. Right. Have you Have you witnessed somebody? Sort of recover from
1: that in a natural way, or do you usually see that go the you know cycloid
2: path? or? Well, those two I um, mentioned uh, are cycloid path. Uh, I have seen those recover. So everyone goes through that. It's like suddenly winning lotto; you win a, a big amount of money, and and it's too overwhelming, so you just mm-hmm. go start spending everywhere. Within mm-hmm. a rational mind, will put some aside, do some spending, be be uh, uh, you know safeguarding financial interests maybe, or buying things necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you read stories of people buying the Rolls Royce, the fur coat, and they lose their money very quickly. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, it's like that too. So it's just too much, too powerful. They either go one way where they want to lead straight away and teach, or it's just too much. No. Normally, they'd run to something different. Right. So I've seen many who start off, say, with a, 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 say an Indian concept, and then they end up in a Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, all these churches are full of crazies. <laughs> I, was, I was assistant of Father Romanos at the Orthodox Church. Okay, and mm-hmm. that was a that was a mystical experience that brought me into it, the Desert Fathers, okay. mm-hmm. and then you've got the Philokalia, the, 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 their writings, their mystical experiences, right. exactly like the Kriya Masters, no different. So I was guided there, and here I am, I'm assistant to a priest, mm-hmm. you know me, mm. you know, potting mouth, <laughs> 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 uh, and, and and it was amazing watching the the, the, the and I will say so crazy, it's because they're disloopy. But what they do is they lean on their tradition and their heritage with it. And yeah, I've, and I've, I've, it's easy answers. There's, there's, well, they don't have to think. And I've, yeah, been, in, I've been inside, I've had, uh, particularly when I taught in the art school, I had a massive cross-section society coming into the art school for years. I was leading the school for 16 years, and just, it's like a sociological experiment, watching this massive cross-section of rich, poor, intellectual, you know, those struggling uh, mm-hmm. to think, uh, doing art. And art's a mirror, a classic mirror to mm-hmm. themselves. And watching many who, who are just sheep, and I don't want to insult people, but people are essentially sheep. They'll join a group. A group thinking is very powerful. And that's including Krishna groups as well. That getting inside a group, you can hide very quickly and just sing along and do what you've got to do. And not really work on anything. Yeah. So every group has that, and it's based on personality types. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll get that type that, oh, just touch me the head and let it, all, all the pain will go away. When I die, I'll go ahead and... Yeah, 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 but man, you know, you've got to work <laughs> this shit. A okay, classic yeah. example is suicide. Suicides think they're relieving themselves of the pain by the suicide itself when, in fact, uh, they have not resolved the conflict that brought them to suicide in the first place. Mm-hmm. No, so go so that's all unresolved issues they take in a disembodied state. And they can't run from it. Now with the added guilt and shame of having... Yes. Now now what people don't realize is I actually got to witness my my first wife when she hung herself, what happened in, in that state five times, Whoa. different stages. Uh, and I got to see what her as a broken soul did and did not do and understand. And she was still the same soul in that mm. state, that she didn't have a body to run in. The body was a form mm. for sure, but she couldn't run. Whereas if we're going through pain now, we can go to the pub, we can drink, mm-hmm. we can go to the cinema, we can socialize, we mm-hmm. can take drugs, do whatever we want to escape our pain. Mm-hmm. But when you go back to that little hollow, dark room at home by yourself, mm-hmm. it comes, comes back. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens with a suicide is they think they're, they're solving their problem, but when, when they, and I've seen it, when they pass on bang, yeah, it's like jumping into deep water and it's like, oh, I can't swim anywhere, I can't do anything, just mm-hmm. drown in it. Very, very powerful.
1: Very, very um in our tradition, they say basically you you take a ghost body, yeah. and you have to in that ghost body suffer through yes. the yes. you know the agonies of yes. that existence until until so you've processed everything and then
2: uh, that's if you're capable. And I will say that some souls aren't capable. Mm. L- literally, yeah, it's like people on the planet aren't capable of learning, They're right? They, and, and a lot of the planets based on a very high intellectual level uh, of ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> they're better and of learning. Yeah. Okay, say, say, uh, and I understand, say, like, say, atheists, I understand that they believe nothing's there, totally agree with them from their point of view. Mm-hmm. Okay, and to you who've had experience to know there's something else there, fine, but that's still a militant group as well, and they're mm-hmm. pushing their agenda. They're,
1: they're their own type of, yeah. um, you know, ideology. It's, it's, a, it's and, a trap in itself yeah. because
2: intellectual processing, and, and, and it's, it's a game, it's a word game. It's powerful stuff, mm. You know, I had a father like that, mm. you know, very arrogant with it he taught me what not to be mm. Be open to listen, mm. to, to see where things go, mm. to study things, you know, and, and that's a really powerful movement. Now it's mixed also with your, and I don't mean to put down Anthony Robbins, but you have those kind of speakers who are part, uh, they're very intellectual, very corporate, uh, very uh, fundamentalist into uh, pseudo-spirituality, mm-hmm. using tools. In fact, I'll explain one thing. I used to be like a spiritual mechanic. Mm-hmm. I had a lady come to me once who went to an Anthony Robbins seminar and he was, he was teaching release the power of then kind mm-hmm. of concept. Mm-hmm. And this is like gurus that travel the world and touch people on the head and then leave on a plane. Yeah. Is she had learned something at this seminar and she's ready to go. She's ready to be lit up and she did. And, and fucked up big time. Okay, big time. And these are the huge, like her soul leaving her body and massive dark stuff happening. And she came in through word of mouth, and and like a, like a mechanic, I just sorted out the parts for the right part in there, and sorted and out the spine how was working, and explained what to do, and and, and she was fine. Uh, She'll still struggle. Mm. And what happened was she's gone to see someone with all these this this uh, a f- a tremendous intellectual capacity to change and transform people, because they they were just wanted to pay the three thousand four thousand dollars and change, and and fuck up. Whereas uh, <laughs> this is an example of. Uh, so many speakers that come along, they'll pay three, four, five, six thousand for one speaker, and then the next speaker comes in and ten, they pay the same money when they, they say the same thing. Mm-hmm. They have speakers, so they listen to one and just abide by one thing. So people screw up all the time through it, and and this is high level intellectual ignorance on the planet. Mm. It Looks spiritual, looks like they know what they're doing, but it's 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 where things get moved around. Right, and I mean that's
1: this is all the reasons why I have so
2: much faith Forgive in you. <laughs>
1: no, 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 I'm I'm, I'm right with you. This is all all reason why I'm really, really have a lot of faith in the um, process that my particular particular spiritual lineage follows. It's a very simple process, um, Bhakti Yoga, but mainly Nam Sankirtan, that that the, the recitation of God's names will do all this stuff for you yeah. and protect you from all the the pitfalls that um, come along with experiences you're not ready for that being said for me in my case this particular path also led me to all these things and these kinds of experiences but at this point you know at at a certain point i was like "Hmm, i want to teach people about these things i want to i want to explain this stuff to people and that slowly slowly as i've seen certain people lose the plot and have it go sideways i've gone no actually i think the lineage got it right i think that being really, really simple, and and using a practice that is safe because it's been authorized
2: as so, which is what I've been getting at also in my way. Yeah.
1: And you kept saying you yeah. kept saying you know all about bhakti. Yeah. 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 And um, I think that these experiences are super important, yeah. but there is something to be said about um, well, for one, like um, the singer of Tool talked about psychedelics as something like um, if you don't if you haven't done the preparation processes that a tradition that does use a entheogen plant, right? Yes. They they usually have ritual purification practices, yep. meditation, and yep. all this kinds but of stuff that know. goes along to go. the point where you're gonna actually ingest yep. something, right? Yep. And if you're not doing any of that work, yep. and you you just show up in that high plane, yep. um
2: he, he called it something like uh, spiritual thievery. Well, and, Christ uses that with a sheepfold. You know, you, you, you're crawling up around about like a thief to get in. So yeah. you're going in the proper way. Yeah. And, and it's and, exactly that. And it's... um Also with that, that thievery is they rely on the drug for it ultimately mm-hmm. and not the, not, not, not the springboard to mm-hmm. go into the personal experience.
1: Because the, the substances usually, they function to actually thin the veil so that you can... That's, fast that, track that's
2: ancient stuff man fast track that's the actual to- techniques totally ancient and yeah. it's a it's, a it's, tried it's and not proven. nowadays in today's party environment though you go on to a party drop a tab and you freak out fuck <laughs> up <and it's> like, <laughs> and what did Timothy literally say tune in tune out whatever yeah, freak yeah, out fuck up and fuck off <laughs> that's what it's become now <laughs>
1: yeah um That's <laughs> no, very very true I think there are a lot of people in the world today that are pretty fucked up from all these experiences. Yes, indeed.
2: Absolutely. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, Martial arts has been a big backbone to what Mm -hmm. I do. And and again, you have traditions in martial arts. Someone's got to start something somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, it seems like, and I'll use Bruce Lee as an example because he's so popular. And I discovered his, in 1971, he did a show called Long Street with James Franciscus. And I was like, I don't know, eight or something, Mm -hmm. seven or eight. And it was uh, the show was written specifically about him, called "The Way of the Intercepting Fist," which is Jikundo, mm-hmm. And of course, you're simplifying a path and process. And, and I uh, took to that, as I said earlier. But like, like, if he, if he's a martial art god, in his teaching, what he stopped doing, you have you have uh, Jun fan Ji Kundo, or Jun fan kung fu, mm-hmm. which is his earlier Win Chun based teaching. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jukendo concepts. So you have a James Lee or Jimmy Lee, no, Jimmy Wong, sorry, doing the Jun Fan, and you have uh, Dan Santos doing the uh, Jukendo concepts. So that's like, that's like say, uh, a divine being teaching, and then you have uh, Catholicism and Protestant version. Mm-hmm. And as I've gone through the years, as I've watched as, as he was a man stripped of everything to design a technique, it's become a martial art. He stopped right. teaching for a reason. Right. It's become a thing. Mm-hmm. And they're valid things. There's good in them. Mm-hmm. But they fight against each other. Mm-hmm. And then also he's been deified as he's gone along to the supreme being in the martial art community. Right. And it was funny going through the 70s. I had a massive Bruce Lee collection. And he's gone from, for me, a very inspired form. And then I'm watching these magazines and suddenly deify into this uh, this being that he's become now and, and a legend, you know, he becomes a myth and a legend. But that's and, in history though. Yeah. That's all history. And here's a classic modern day example of it where he's just a man who trained his fucking ass off and died young.
1: I mean, we we always we always place people who achieve a um, exceptional capacity. Yeah, but what we're talking about is how it becomes a, some, a, system. a system. Right.
2: So you've got like say take one day with a shot can, take you on fighting together, you've got Uh, various karate has evolved from various forms given a different name we're going back to it's been given a different name but it's still punching kicking with the same form nothing Mm -hmm. changes i think lee said unless we are born with four legs and three arms everything will still be the same (laughs) you still have to engage with two arms and two legs Mm. and this taught me spiritually Mm. we start to engage a certain way no one's any different no one's any different we're all built the same way we share the same spine the same mind the Mm -hmm. same Different, same soul, same soul. Different, same exact, different soul. degrees of experience. Some a little further in that doorway, through the doorway than others, some aren't. Yep. But there's what I call house cows. On the land, when you're herding cattle, you have a house cow that's been fed more personally by you know, the, the farmer. Mm-hmm. And when you're herding the cattle, the house cow always gets in the way of the stockyard because it doesn't have to move. So mm-hmm. all the other herd, the rest of the herd goes haywire because this one cow gets in the way of the stockyard yard because it doesn't have to move. I'm a house cow. Right, and that's what we have on this planet. We have house cows who have been personally fed a certain way, and they think they're special, and they get in the way of the door. Mm. So the herd can't they make graduate. it about them. Yes, exactly, and that's that's what's happening. So and that's that's. But the difference here is that's how, the
1: that's the pitfall of gurus. Yes, because you know my grand guru said that
2: the the spiritual master is supposed to be a transparent via medium. It should be yes, right. But This is going back to you talking about uh, uh, you know a system control and mm. and. and uh, uniqueness or, or, or you, uh, you know people thinking there's something special and mm-hmm. amusing so mm-hmm. but you do have in history uh smart people uh who know how a system works yes and and, and to know even how the inward part of ourselves that has to come mm-hmm. from above because mm-hmm. there's no way a man in his own form without knowing that would know how mm-hmm. the fuck it works mm-hmm. No way. and we're just talking about the sitar today you know, the, the sitar is such a divine instrument. When yeah. when the spine goes off, you hear music. Mm-hmm. You, know, you hear bells. You hear mm-hmm. the sitar sound. You hear these kind of oh, sounds. Going and on, ultimately, yeah, yeah exactly. Well, ultimately, instruments have come from it. Mm-hmm. You got an instrument like a sitar. Who invented that? I mean, you know, who sat there and twanged a couple of things and thought, "My God, that's so intricate." Mm. You know, it has to come from somewhere. And for me, it comes from above. These yeah. are divine
1: inspirations. So exactly. Is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had one massive experience that was describing to me the actual meaning of art the actual purpose and meaning it's self-expression it's actually a divine it's the creative principle manifesting it's our manifestation of the creative principle but this is a divine
2: but but just going back to what we're talking about is you still have a human who knows that and can because it's still mechanical Mm -hmm. to learn like for instance uh, i've taught people who channel their art do mystical painting and they can't even fucking draw a face properly Mm. So let's just do portraits and learn how to draw faces. So when you channel it's a stronger experience. You don't right. have to think there's the about technique how, You don't, and have, there's you don't channel. have to think about how poor the art is. Mm. So they're not even channeling properly, not even, not even a, 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 a psychically accessing anything mm. and because it's, they're too busy emotionally distraught about the, the outcome. Yeah. And that's the thing with uh, discipline like say the career or, 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 or the, the mantra, all these things you've got someone who knows that and they apply it the right way because they've been taught the right way. Okay, and that's important for lineage. But that's the importance of oral tradition. Because yes. Because you can't actually get it from a book. Exactly, I know. But books get written about it. Yeah. it? yeah. Well, it's, it's a it's way... Old, ultimately, though... It's yeah. actually
1: a way also of... Say, for some reason... Um, this is what Padmasambhava did. Yeah. He would create these terma treasures, yeah. which are... He would bury... Or even just put it into a rock yeah. in a sonic form. And then he would say, in the future this one person is going to come and he's going to sit here and when he sits here this knowledge will come to him or they'll he buried different books and different texts that he had written out and they're they're written in code and language that the right person who reads it will actually the the whole the actual meaning will be revealed. and if you don't know yes you won't if you're not right for it it won't make any sense. And it's like said, reading upside down what, and backwards.
2: Exactly what you said is totally accurate. And this is where now, with, with the right tradition on the planet, everything's been done. Uh, mm-hmm. Solomon says himself, and mm-hmm. it is, "Is there's nothing new under the sun," and it's true. There's nothing mm-hmm. new. All we have is conglomerations of, of stuff being put together. Yeah, and whereas, everyone's fighting over it. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> is the beauty. Exactly, this is the beauty of ancient stuff. They knew it. They knew it. Nothing had to be changed. Yeah, you know. But yeah. but man and personality types will change it because there's a, f- a wonderful power. So I agree totally. And then you have those who... Ego is a limitation
1: of perception, so then you can only see the tiny amount that you have. And if
2: you assume that your perception is the totality, then you... you, Well, you're talking about someone finds a book, reads and thinks they are the book. Mm. I I used to explain my first wife, she reads a page and preaches a book. Mm. She'll read a page and preach a book. So she'll just... Uh, un, unstudied, unskilled, take take information, read the smallest amount and then preach like she knows all about it. Right. Okay, that's what I see on the planet to different degrees. Some know a lot, but still they haven't escaped their own ego where they manipulate because it's powerful, a lot of money, a lot of power. Mm. But uh, nothing's, nothing's new anymore at all. Well, it hasn't been new for thousands of years. It's all there. You know, it's all been there from the start. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a... That was a great crusher then.
1: Um... Okay. Um, best advice that you can give people who are coming out of either they've gone for ayahuasca or they've gone best way to just get back to normal. And, and, and what, what do you think is a helpful, helpful advice to accepting normalcy again? Because I think a lot of people struggle well, accepting normalcy. Absolutely. But what was
2: normal for them in the first place? Mm. So, you have to understand that as well. Like, they might have gone into an experience, but they didn't have a normal life to begin with. They've been highly emotional, volatile. They might have been, a lot of it's been fucked up uh, from nowhere go by someone else. Or someone's entered their life at an early age and they've tried to discover about it. So, they've gone into these experiences, but they're already already going through stuff. And the experience itself further compounds it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, it has to be looked at on that level. So, everyone has to be dealt with individually. Mm-hmm. The best advice is to stand if you can, stand. As centered as you can, and if it's a fucking haywire a bunch of uh, mental things going off, just stand in it. Really high really of the storm. Re- the really, yeah, really. You have to just accept, stand in it, and let it happen, and see what's going on, mm-hmm. and then pull it apart. Not try and rush with it or think you're on top of it. because so You mm. get dumped big time. Literally, it's surfing. <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah, it's surfing. Literally, it's surfing. And this is an analogy I used to give students all the time. If you surf. There's no way you can stand straight on the board. You will fall off. The only way to stay balanced on the board is to move with it. Mm-hmm. By falling off, then you'll learn to stand. Mm-hmm. And the only way you learn to stand is to fall off. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that conundrum. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you only, you only learn to stand by falling off, and that's life itself. You mm-hmm. have to fall off. Yep. But stand, center yourself in it, and accept it. No matter, no, no matter what's happened, whoever's fucked you over, is you accept it because that motherfucker couldn't help themselves anyway. Mm-hmm. So you stand in it and, and slow everything down. No, people rush too much they're in pain and they're rushing from you their know, pain by seeking other things it's just to wow this has really happened to me what the fuck's going on mm. and, and literally you can sit more gently be gentle with yourself is really the thing to do be gentle with yourself mm. okay and just uh, slowly just uh, unravel yeah. unravel as in seeing how it functions see how yeah. you function in it study train uh, find a discipline to do Yep, you know, creative or otherwise just find an interest in life a lot of people are wavering away with nothing in their lives to do, and, and there's too much mind going on, too yeah. much shit. In today's society, of social media and, and all the stuff, uh, uh, media-orientated stuff, it's just too much shit. Mm. So it's really just slowing it down. In fact, really moving away from it, it's like you don't have to have a TV on, for instance, you don't have to mm-hmm. have this stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and it might be painful sitting by yourself, but fuck, what is that? It's like, for me, I've gone through some very painful moments in life. What the fuck is Tony? How come I'm involved in this? Mm. And look at it that way. Wow, mm. that really fucking hurt. Mm. Oh my God, what a slap that was. Mm. Woo. Okay. Move forward. Accepting, moving forward. Accepting. Digesting. Yeah. digesting. I have this. I have this yeah.
1: idea about uh, experience. There's a process of expe- uh, digesting your life experiences. Yes. That is very similar to
2: the physical Experience of digesting well, mm-hmm. the actual act of digestion, is yeah. You can't, you can't, uh, and pace not to to have a meal, eat and run and jump around. You know, mm-hmm. you usually get tired, mm-hmm. you slow down and you digest and mm-hmm. then you're up and running with it. Mm-hmm. And emotionally and psychologically, is we get full, really, yeah, full. yeah. And we're too busy running around, yeah. uh, with this stuff undigested in right. the system. Is to slow down, rest if it's painful, look at it, yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah, look at it. And again, a big one on this planet is abuse from others. Mm-hmm. And it is even to accept that. Even to accept what that. What do you use to help
1: you forgive others?
2: I, I recognize or... I can still be in pain and angry and hurt, but I still forgive that person because in their person, how they are as a person, they can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. They can't help what they're doing at all. Mm-hmm. Even though I've been fucked over big time mm-hmm. and I'm angry still. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of concept? Mm-hmm. I can still be angry and that's for me to work me out. Mm-hmm. But I still forgive them. To- yeah. And I mean that seriously. I forgive yeah. them. I forgive yeah. them. Because that person has had a history behind them mm-hmm. that have created what what they are, in their in their own fear and control. So I've learned to total acceptance and, and forgiveness and put myself away. I might even st- still have ill feelings towards them, yeah. just out of my own emotional pain, but I've still forgiven, and that's the big step. That's on the deeper level. Of that, yeah, that's at the deepest that, level. That is the key to healing. mate. Mm. is to let go and recognize, man, this this person just did, had no understanding, or no idea what they were doing, and I yeah. and I was I ultimately said yes to it, though. Mm. This is what people don't realize. You you, 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 go into those exchanges willingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, we don't realize we say yes to mm. stuff at all. And 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 if we're talking like um, child sexual abuse, that's a different story again. But mm-hmm. I'm talking about like just general life pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that there are, there are things that happen to people where it shouldn't, and and that person isn't isn't uh, at, at, an, at an age to even understand what's going on. Right, but then you have things where that can cause people pain. Then they enter into saying yes to other stuff, which causes pain. Mm. This is what happens psychologically. They, they're like a, a cake of experience, and they're only looking back at say, say if they're fifty years old, they're looking back at the last ten, and they forget about the, the fifty years behind that or the five years behind. Well, they've that. done it, and they yeah, think they have so Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's still there. So they're using embedded in the. First 10, the last 10 years. Of, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're talking integration too. Pain mm. integrates. Mm. So it involves several layers of it. And, and again, it goes back to just slowing the fuck down. Slow down. Right. Yeah. Which is really the yogic path. Yes. Yogic path is sit still. Sit still. Observe. It's still. And people say they can't meditate. Mm. And I tell you, if I can meditate and achieve what I've achieved, if mm-hmm. anyone else can because mm-hmm. I have a mind that moves really fast and mm-hmm. lots of different layers going on. But if it can enter into silence way past the intellect and then that happen... That experience, anyone can, and I would advise them how painful, how, uh, how 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 extreme, how deep the experience is, just sit. Even if your brain's going off like a motherfucker, is sit, uh, mm. just sit. Mm. And I went through that too. Where there's so much shit going on, I felt like I couldn't sit at all. But not just sit, just mm. sit. And eventually, it, it starts to calm down. Literally yeah. calm down. Just starts to calm down. Little pockets of it. Mm. Then waves come back with pockets of it, and it's like, oh, okay, well this is interesting. Mm. You know, finding peace that way.
1: You know, they actually used to say, uh, teacher, one, one to of my teachers used to say, Napoleon used to, uh, when he when he was doing the French Revolution and, you know, that whole thing he was involved in, sorry, I, I think I got that wrong, but whatever he was involved in, um, he would, if he came to a point where he didn't know what to do, you know, he'd be in the meeting with all his generals and stuff and he wouldn't know what to do, he'd go to his tent and have a nap. Yes. And then he'd come out with the answer. Yes, absolutely. He'd literally just go and have a nap and come yeah, yeah, back and he would know yeah, what to do. Yeah. You know, just stop everything and just well, fall into The, 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 side to the that fact is, that he could, yeah. with that much circumstance, you know, people are going to die. There's yeah. so much at
2: stake that he could just go, wait, I need a nap. And they're, all go- <laughs> and they're all going, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, also, also a stressful situation, even though people might think, you know, the king has control over it. Is they're also anxious and stressed, so just slow it down, mm. and and it also makes you tired. So go have a nap, mm. go sleep, mm. and we, and we all no one's perfect. I'm not saying uh, uh,
1: and th- that's actually a part of the. Um, so like what I was what I was um, getting at with the normal everyday experience, being comfortable with normal everyday experiences is actually there's a beauty and a spiritual profundity to the simplicity of
2: everyday human. Experience. Man, you've touched on such an important part there. People always want something extravagant in their mm-hmm. life, something amazing, mm-hmm. something wonderful. Mm. Uh, the beauty in a, a regimented daily experiences is, is you can then free up mm. to feel and go deeper. Mm. Whereas people, there's this is ridiculous thing. That people get bored quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm bored. Got to do something different. Mm. Man, just slow down and you know, just do the same thing. Be gentle. man. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. Mm. exactly, exactly, exactly.
1: This was such a fun fun thing to do. I hope we can do this again sometime. We just started. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> just scratched the surface. The trip has just
2: come on, boy. I hope
1: um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope there's something helpful for all you guys out there. Um, um you can follow Tony on Instagram
2: and see all his crazy super dark art which I love it's cryptic it looks dark but Mm. it actually isn't Mm. some is just some is just the album cover stuff yeah but uh, a lot of my personal stuff like say things we're looking at Mm -hmm. in this podcast Mm -hmm. is incredibly cryptic Mm. we'll have to we'll have to
1: explore that the metaphysics Um, of it yes you guys can support this podcast on Patreon at Tremors from the Heart on Patreon you can follow me on Instagram at Tremors from the Heart and I'm on Facebook at Tremors from the Heart. So that's all for today, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tony, man. This was Thanks so indeed. cool. Excellent.
2: Awesome. So-